Well, God is good. All right, praise the Lord. My uh, time with you on the midweeks, I've been ministering on faith, praise God, and I'm just going to keep doing that, praise the Lord. And uh, look at your neighbor and say, it's good to walk by faith. Hallelujah. Look at your other neighbor and say, it's good to live by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's take a look at some of our, just our key verses, and then we'll kind of spin into what we got for you today. Uh, Mark eleven twenty two. of course, we took the time, you know, a month or so back, and probably about two months back now, and just kind of tore into that whole text there. Uh, but anyway, Jesus answered and said to them, talking about the disciples, they'd asked the question. He says, have faith in God. Look at your neighbor and say, that's good doctrine right there. Better put your faith in God than anything else. Now, this uh, word faith, again, the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, is the Greek word, and it just means uh, to have belief in, uh, to rely on, to depend on, to have trust in. These are all the synonyms to it. To have confidence in, amen. A couple of these words will probably come up today, amen. It means to uh, uh, really to have conviction, even is one of those key words, amen. Uh, moral conviction, amen. So you're standing your ground in what you believe, praise God, is putting faith in God, amen. So it says have faith in God. Now, the, um, um, the Greek in itself brings out have the faith of God. And uh, so, uh, which, uh, you know, maybe someday, maybe I'll just kind of dive into that a little bit. But uh, let's look at the Amplified, and it says this, it just adds this. He says to have faith in God, what? Constantly. Everybody say constantly. constantly. Now, the reason I have, have you know, we read that one is because to me, that's, that's really the, what it's all about. We don't just have faith in God when it's convenient, but when it, we do it constantly. Amen. So in the good days and the bad days and the up times, the down times, amen, when everything's going and rolling right, when everything seems to be rolling a little bit cross-eyed. Come on, somebody. That's when you, you still got to walk in faith, praise God. In fact, that's when it, means, that's when it matters the most. Does anybody hear me? Yeah. Do you know you actually gain more ground in putting your faith in God during the rough times? Amen. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Hallelujah. Let's put another translation up there. Let's see what we got here. We got the uh, message translation. He uh, says this. Jesus uh, was matter of fact. He said, embrace this God life. That's how he words it in the message. Amen. Embrace this God life. Remember, there's this life of faith. Amen. Really embrace it. And nothing will be too much for you, praise God. And he goes on, of course, to say that this mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling, no shilly-shallying, hallelujah, and it's as good as done, praise God, hallelujah. So, amen, embrace this God life. So that's kind of what we've been kind of talking about, embracing this life of faith, praise God. So now put uh, Hebrews 11, or probably Hebrews 10, uh, verse uh, uh, 38, thank you. It says, now the just shall live by faith. That's how we live. So this, we're embracing this God life, amen, this life of faith, praise God. How many know it's not, uh, you know, faith is not a movement? Come on, sometimes you start talking about faith and some people get a little bit nervous thinking that, you know, that, uh, you know, we're, uh, you were like that one bunch over there, them faith people. Well, you ought to be, you know, bunched together with those faith people because we're supposed to be faith people. Come on. And the just shall live by faith, praise God. The just, again, being justified. Uh, the word is the same Greek word used for the word righteous or righteousness. And you've been made righteous. You've been justified by the blood of Jesus. You've been made righteous by the Lord, praise God, by what the Lord has done. That's who you are. 
I said, that's who you are. That's your right, part of your identity. Amen. You're the just. Amen. So somebody says, well, I don't feel just. Well, you don't go by feeling. That's part of your identity. Amen. A lot of times righteousness, justification, and, and holiness. Sometimes they get holiness mixed in with that. Holiness is about a conduct. It's about how you live, how you, uh, you know, walk the life. Amen. But justification and righteousness is about who you are. Okay? So the just, in other words, because of what Jesus has done, the just shall live by faith, praise God. I mean, faith's pretty important. In fact, you know, uh, going on a little bit further down, if you read a little bit further in into chapter 11, he brings out that with, without faith, it's even impossible to please God. All right? To bring satisfaction in the heart of God. So God wants you walking by faith. Romans, another verse that kind of jumps at me, Romans 14, I believe it's verse 23, he says that he goes on to say that, uh, that whatever is not of faith is sin. Now, that's a pretty bold statement. So look at your neighbor and say, we got to live by this. Hallelujah. So the just shall live by faith. It goes on to say, but if anyone draws back, look at your neighbor and say, you're not a drawback person. Oh, come on. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's look at it. The word drawback means to cower or to shrink back. Means to, to shun or withdraw from something, to conceal or keep back. But get this, means to withhold out of sight. Okay? So in other words, somehow or another, we're we're kind of somehow just trying to stay out of something or just trying to stay quiet or just trying to, to not be noticed or just trying to whatever. And uh, so we have to understand that uh, faith is kind of out there. Faith's always moving forward. Faith is never backing up. Right. Amen. He says, then my soul has no pleasure in him. In other words, the one that draws back. But verse 39, hallelujah, talking about us again, says, we are not of those who draw back to perdition or destruction, that word means ruin or, uh, you know, just some kind of chaos, okay? We're not those who draw back to that mess, amen. But we are of those who believe, which is actually the same word there, histus, okay? So we're those of faith, amen. It says literally to the saving the preservation, amen, the restoring, the gaining, the possessing of the soul, okay? Which bottom line, what it says, you know, that drawing back uh, means that you're going to, uh, you know, you're just going to be set back. But walking in faith, come on somebody, hallelujah, is about moving forward or about changing your life. It's about making you different. It's about here we go. Here's a key word. Setting you apart. Okay. Are you still with me? See, it sets you apart. See, drawing back just does nothing but sets you back. You don't gain anything when you draw back. But when you, when you walk by faith, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to do something. It's going to change your life. Amen. Somewhere along the line, you're going to gain some ground. Something's going to shift. Something's going to happen. God's going to show himself strong. Something miraculous is about to happen. Amen. You're out there, praise God, waiting for God, seeing God, ready for God. Amen. Hungry for God to do something, praise God. And that makes anybody who's that way different. Look at your neighbor and say, you must be one of them set-apart people. I'm going to define that here in a minute. Amen. See, walking by faith sets you apart. Amen. Not everybody walks by faith. Not everybody lives by faith. Amen. 
And, uh, of course, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. Come on now. Now, let's explain that here in a minute. All right, so we'll get after that. All right, Acts 26, where are we going to spin off from today? Acts 26, praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor say, you're going to get it big today, praise God. All right, Acts 26 and verse 18. This is what the Lord had said to, uh, uh, to Saul, uh, later called, changed to Paul, of course. Uh, but uh, when he had this road to Damascus experience, and the, God, the Lord already basically, you know, light shone around him, and then the Lord spoke some things to him and made it clear to him what he's called to do. And, uh, of course, his life from that moment on was different. Amen. And so this was a, uh, you know, this is what he said to him. In fact, it's, it actually is, is one of my favorite verses. Amen. I have a favorite book. I have a favorite chapter, and I have a favorite verse. Proverbs, Romans 8, and... Right here, this verse here. It's one of my favorite verses because I feel like in my heart, this is what I'm called to do. Come on, somebody. I think we're all called to this, but I take it pretty personal. We're here to open their eyes. Whose eyes? Well, those that our eyes are closed. Those that are not seeing things clearly. So we're here to open their eyes. Why? Well, in order to turn them from darkness to light. Let's bring the light in. Amen. Let's, let's try to, you know, get the light on so the darkness has to flee. Praise God. So that's, that's part of it. And from the power of Satan, amen, to the power of God, right? We want to turn people uh, from the enemy's grip to God. Right? So I'm not only here to, you know, we're not only here to open up eyes, not only to bring people into the light, but also to move people toward God. And in context, he's dealing with the power of God. So he's from the power of Satan Unto the, really, in context, the power of God. Amen. Why? That they may receive some things. Everybody say receive. The word here, receive, the Greek word here is lambano. Okay. But it means, uh, it means a uh, possessing of. In other words, it's literally, you know, grabbing hold, possessing something, taking hold of something. Amen. That they may receive, possess, take hold of a thing called forgiveness of sin. How many of you are forgiven? All four of you. Let's try that again. How many of you are forgiven? Yeah. Amen. So you've got to receive that, right? Now, there's a lot of the body of Christ that receives that, right? You, you want everybody to, right? Because that's, that's part of the package deal. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big on the full meal deal. Amen. Most of you have heard me talk that stuff before. You know, I like the full meal deal. If, uh, you know, if the, if the fast food joint's offering a full meal deal, I'm going to buy it, even if I don't eat it. Because it's just principle. I always have the full meal deal. Give me the biggie. You can have either any size you want for a buck. Well, duh. Give me the big one. Right? So God has, a, you know, has this package deal. All this is offered to you. It's the redemption plan, the redemption package, we like to call it. Amen. And so part of that, of course, is forgiveness of sin. Praise God. And a lot of people, though, you know, somebody said, well, you know, well, of course. Well, not everybody receives that. A lot of people still struggle with their sin. They still struggle with their past. They still struggle with their history. They still struggle. Feel with me? So we need to receive, possess, seize, amen, possess it, grab hold of it, amen, your forgiveness of sins. Look at your name and say, you're forgiven. Look at your other name and say, I think we all needed this. 
Okay, now, forgiveness of sin, but then also there's something else to receive here. What else? An inheritance. Hmm, inheritance, okay. Inheritance, uh, your heritage. There's something that's been promised to you, amen. Uh, it also means your purpose, it involves your purpose. Acquisition, portion, lot, part, you know, whatever your portion, whatever it is that God, God has laid out something for you, not only a forgiveness of sins, but an inheritance, Inheritance, Amen. You know, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, in just natural inheritance when uh, there that stuff being offered. And I don't mean to get on this because we can get onto a negative note on some of this, but uh, but the bottom line is, you know, I've seen a, a many people fight tooth and toenail for their inheritance. Naturally, come on, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, if that's an uh, an inheritance for you, you shouldn't just lay down and let somebody steal it, right? But it's amazing how hard somebody will fight for their natural inheritance, and yet God has offered an inheritance unto you, and we just don't think a thing about it, don't give thought to it. And it says we're supposed to seize that, amen, grab hold of that, amen, receive not only forgiveness of sins, but we receive an inheritance. All right. But it says something here. An inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, um, I don't think I gave her uh, the verses here today but on this one, but uh, the word in Colossians 1 says that we've been qualified to be a partaker of the inheritance of the saints in the light. Right? And, uh, you know, when you kind of think about this, you know, the word says we all have a race to run, but there's a prize. Come on, that's being offered. But it says in order to get that prize, there's a way to run it. It says run in such a way that you may obtain that prize, right? Now, I don't believe that's just talking about some end, you know, at, at the end when we get to heaven. I believe it involves that. But I believe there's things that we possess, amen, that we can walk in. The Word even says in this life, right, an inheritance. But he says among those who are sanctified by faith in me. In other words, there are many people who figured out how to get a hold of it. They figured out how to get a hold of it. And so you need to figure out how to get a hold of it. Well, how do you do that? Well, you, you do it like they did it. Okay, They were sanctified by faith in Him. In other words, they had their faith in Him, and this word sanctified, it's like that's got to be like some kind of spiritual word. What does it mean? It just means set apart. It means among those who have been set apart or made different by their faith. Their faith in God set them apart from anybody else, and as a result, they walked in their inheritance. That inheritance is for you to have, but you're going to have to, you're going to, have, to have that same kind of faith. Word says, through their faith and their patience, they inherited the promises, praise God. They stayed consistent with that faith, praise God. Amen. So we want to talk about, uh, you know, this, this faith that sets you apart, this faith that makes you different. Because faith people are different. We're not like, old, you know, them ordinary folk. Right? Man, I thought I'd have a little more movement out of you tonight. Amen? We're not like them other people. We're faith people. I mean, we do things different. I mean, somehow or another, people look at us and go, you're different. 
They should look at you and go, you're set apart from everybody else. What is it about you? What makes you different? Faith in God. I mean, wow. How come things work for you? Because faith in God. Why do things turn around for you? Faith in God. Why do things manifest for you? Because faith in God. Hallelujah. Woo. Faith in God. That'll set you, that'll make you different. It just makes you different. It doesn't always make you accepted with everybody else. Now, you're always accepted with him, but sometimes your faith sets you apart. You know what I'm talking about? That's the truth. So does that mean, well, I don't want to be different, so I better not walk in faith? Well, I don't want to be different. You know, I don't want to, you know, think I'm better than anybody. It ain't about being better than anybody. It's about, amen, being different, amen, because of faith in God. God's looking for a people who will just keep on walking in faith. I mean, he's looking. The word says even right now his eyes are going to and fro and to and fro and to and fro, looking for somebody that's got a heart that's locked on and loyal toward him. So I thought, you know, when I read that verse, I thought, Lord, you don't have to look any further. We're here. If anything, this Redmond bunch, this word of victorians from Redmond, Bend, Prineville, Powell Butte, Terrebonne, uh, Crooked River Ranch, Madras, where? Metolius, where else? Tumalo, Lapine, even Lapine has somebody in faith. Woo! Sisters. Man, you got to watch them sisters, people, though, because they're really different. Right? Yeah, baby, come on. Set apart. All right, so let's talk about being set apart a little bit here. Amen? Because that's what we're called to be, praise the Lord. Amen. We do what it takes, amen, to be set apart. So let's uh, go put uh, Matthew 9 and 29 up there, if you will. And um, what we got uh, uh, going on, I just put some key verses, and then maybe I'll go ahead and share some little bit on each one of these, maybe a little bit. But uh, Matthew 9 and 29, this was a statement Jesus said. And this is, of course, in context. He's talking to a couple blind men. They came and asked if they might receive their sight. Amen. And so he, uh, let's see, mine, yep. I said, uh, so he said to them, this, uh, no, that's Mark. Let's put Matthew. Pardon me, you got the wrong one. Put Matthew, I probably wrote down wrong, didn't I? Matthew 9, 29. Put that one in there. That might be a good verse on that one too, but let's go Matthew 9 and 29. All right, just says this, according to your faith. In fact, let me read the whole thing. It says, he touched their eyes. He said, according to your faith, let it be to you. All right? So these two blind men come. They want their sight restored. Amen. Jesus asked them, do you believe it that I'm able to do this? And they said, yes. All right. Well, not everybody's going to say yes. But they say yes. So he said to them, okay, we'll find out how much you believe this. So he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. Now, one of the other translations, uh, I believe it's the message translation. Actually, if you kind of 
dive into this thing in the Greek, it, it comes pretty close to this, saying, become what you believe. Become what you believe. Now, the reason I'm thinking that this is good to bring up, um, because right off the bat, faith people believe different. Faith people believe different. They don't believe like everybody else. It's the truth. Some ain't believing. They might think, well, whatever happens, happens. They might think, you know, someday in the sweet by and by, everything will take care of itself. They might think, you know, you know, it's, you know, none of this is, you know, none of this can, you know, God really doesn't do these kind of things anymore. But faith people say, no, yeah, he does. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets the captives free. Come on now. Faith people believe different. Sometimes your believing different is what really sets you apart. People look at you and go, you really believe that stuff? Yeah. I had one guy come up to me one time and said, you know, tried to argue with me about, you know, he got in a, started sharing about some things about God moving and doing and healing and amen. And, and uh, come up to me and say, hey, you really believe that? I said, dude, listen, you came way too late. Try to talk me out of this. So, you know, come on. You just came way too late. All right, so you ain't going to be able to talk me out of this. Okay, because God still heals and delivers. I remember years ago I got uh, sent to, uh, what it was is we had, um, I was just real young in the Lord. I just had been involved a little bit with some, some youth ministry up to this time. And um, um, we had the privilege of meeting a, a couple from Ben that was, uh, they were world-renowned uh, uh, missionaries. And uh they, uh, they, you know, you know, went around the world, mission, did all kinds of great things. What's that? They worked with T.L. Osborne, yeah. And, and um, well, anyway, um, this brother, they were, you know, they were getting up there in years, and this brother went home to be with the Lord, but, but the wife was still uh, living there in Bend. And so, um, uh, so I, I, you know, I mean, I worked in Bend at the time, so I thought, you know, I'm just going to go take care of, you know, because it was God, you know, God's one of the widows, so I'm going to go take care of her. I'm going to whatever she needs. She needs a light bulb change. She needs a yard mode, whatever. I'm going to do it. So I'd go there and just, and, and mainly, I, you know, I was, it was selfish motive because she had so much of God in her. I just like, I just, just tell me anything. You know, fill me up. I'll, I'll do whatever you want. Just talk to me. Tell me things, you know. And she did. And, of course, uh, you know, it just, uh, uh, you know, you know, just a woman of faith. And so. All this stuff. So one day, she said, all right, <clears throat> you've heard enough. She said, now I'm going to put you on a, on a mission. Oh, okay, what does that mean? I'm thinking, you know, but, but I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready. Whatever it means. So she said, all right, let's get in the car. Got in the car. And she says, we're going to go somewhere. So we, we go and head somewhere across town and pull in this little rundown little house. And she says, all right, let's go. We're going up the door. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure what's going on, but she says, there's a gentleman here I want, want you to meet. I said, all right, all right. So we get up to the door and open up, and, well, you know, he couldn't come to the door, but you could hear him on the other side of the door. Hello, yeah, okay, come on in. So we go in, and she says, uh, hello, Roger, how you doing? She says, well, you know, not so good. And uh, so she said, Got a, I got something here. With the, I want you to meet somebody. His name's Jerry. 
and he's going to minister to you, and I'm sicking him on you until you're well. And uh, you, okay. That's kind of about how he talked. Okay. And he's just sitting in a chair, and what it was, he was in a, in a uh, facility uh, that they just sent him home to die. That's what it was. They just sent him home to die. So he's there, and just basically in this condition, in this place, and every now and then somebody would come give him some food, I guess, or whatever. I don't know how that all went down. But all I know is every day after work, she says, that's your assignment. Yes, ma'am. So every day I went there. And every day just went and told him how much God wants to heal him. God wants to deliver him. God wants to set him free. You got that? Okay. Pastor, what are you? We're different. We're not like everybody else. We don't just stand back and wait for somebody to die. We do our part. We believe God. We pray. We seek God on their behalf. We go after it, praise God. We are different. So I said, all right, what's the problem here, Roger? What's going on? Well, everything. Well, what, what, what can we believe for? Well, I'd like to be able to walk. I said, we can start there. So we just every day just go in there, just lay hands on his legs, begin to speak the word of God. Every verse I could think of and as far as healing, I would pray over him. I'd lay hands on his head. I mean, I'd cast this out, cast that out, bind this and loose this. I mean, I was going after it. And every day, he got a little stronger. Instead of this little weak little voice, pretty soon it's like pretty soon you can start understanding him a little better. Come on. He says, you know, someday I'd like to, I'd like to be able to get back in my car and drive down and get my mail. I said, that's what we're gonna go for then. Hey. So he says, that's just weird. Listen, we are set apart. We are different. And to the normal person, we are weird. So every day, do it again. After work, every day, go over there. And little by little, I mean, he now he's getting up and he's moving. It's slow, but he's moving. Come on. Kept going every day, every day. Pretty soon, amen, he's going out the front door. Goes to that front steps and he might find the next step, the next step, and the next step. He'd walk out to the sidewalk, turn around, come back in, praise God. I mean, that was an all-day event right there. So little by little, we did little things. We sent in a crew to go clean the house for him, just make this thing. I mean, it would just look dreary and just disgusting. And let's go in there, let's clean it, get the shades open, get some light in here. Well, kept going. All of a sudden, one day, guess what? He's getting in his car. Drives downtown, and he gets his mail. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What well, makes the difference? Thing called faith in God. Faith in God. Still with me? It makes you different. According to your faith, so be it unto you. 
Well, maybe some people, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe they're not, maybe they don't have all that kind of faith, or maybe there's something in the way, or something that's, that's somehow, uh, you, know, uh, you know, muddying up the water, so to speak. Well, that's, what you, that's where you come in. You don't come in there and just jump on board and start talking doubt and unbelief. Come on now. We believe different. Amen. We believe different. Am I boring you tonight? All right. Praise the Lord. All right. Praise God. We believe different. Put nine, Mark 9 now there. Mark 9, 23. There we go. Hallelujah. If you can believe, what? Come on. All things are possible to him who believes. So we just got to get to be believing. Now, I've learned one, one thing a long time ago. Believers can do one thing really good. What is it? They know how to believe. Now, believer. Everybody say a believer. Not every, not every Christian's a believer. That just made some of you go. Not every Christian's a believer because not every Christian believes. They might have believed enough to get themselves born again. Praise ye the Lord. They got fire insurance. They're not going to hell. Hallelujah. But there's a whole lot more to this thing than just get going to, you know, going to heaven. Come on now. Especially, you know, if you got saved early, you got a long life here. You might as well get in on the rest of it. So if you can believe all things, everybody say all things. All things are possible. How many know now believers, amen, Christians, come on somebody, faith people, amen, true faith people will probably, amen, believe different than normal people. I mean, they're going to talk stuff like nothing's impossible. They're going to say things like nothing's too hard for God. Now, maybe a normal person might say, well, now, wait a minute. They might want to argue that. But faith people are set apart. They're different. They're going to talk stuff like, God can do this. God can bring this around. God's a master of breakthroughs. God's a healer. God's a deliverer. God's a provider. Amen. God, hallelujah, can handle this. God can turn this thing around and make it all right. Praise God. That's what faith people do believe. Amen. Woo. Okay. How about Mark 11? Put that one up. I got a reference there, I thought. Mark 11, 24, amen. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, if what? If you believe, what? That you receive them, what will happen? You'll have them, praise God. Not everybody believes that. I said not everybody believes that. Come on, not everybody believes that. A lot of people pray and don't believe they're going to get anything. But faith people, come on now, believe different. Look at your neighbor and say, are you a faith person? Well, you know, this is a good message. You need to hear this. You know why? Because what happens is the world wants you to start backing up. The world wants you to cower. The world wants you to hop in the closet. You tell them. Excuse me? I don't hop in no closet. Amen. Don't go out quietly, as brother says. You mean that? Way to go, brother. Praise Amen. the Lord. Amen. So the world wants you to back up. Well, faith people don't back up. Faith people believe different. Amen. When somebody says it can't be done, that's when you should go, Woo! What an opportunity for God. He says, 
Well, you just don't see enough miracles nowadays because nobody believes for them. You might have, we might know the right things doctrinally to say out of our mouths, but we got to believe. We got to believe. Look, you never say you got to have faith in God. Amen. We believe different. Praise God. You receive them. Amen. Believe that you receive it, and you'll have it. Praise God. Amen. So faith people believe different. Come on now, right? In fact, the law of faith is this. If you believe it, you'll receive it. If you don't, you won't. If you doubt it, you do without it. That's the faith principle. That's it. That's the law of faith right there. So look at your neighbor and say, I'm a, I'm a faith person. All right. Now, how about old faith people talk different? Am I boring you tonight? Amen. Faith people talk different. It sets you apart. Well, people look at me funny when I talk faith. Of course they do, because it sets you apart. I mean, if you're going to jump in there with the doubt and unbelief and the woes me and, the, and all that kind of mess, with they, then, then who are they going to rely on when somebody needs to hear from heaven? Man, somebody's got to talk it. Let's see, what did I give you there? I think it's like 2 Corinthians or something, right? 2 Corinthians 4, is that what I gave you? Verse 13. Hallelujah. Since we have the same spirit of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, we got the same spirit of faith. I like that. Now, this is, if we got this kind of spirit, this kind of faith right here, that same, you know, God-breathed faith. This is this, according to what is written, I believed, and therefore I spoke. We also, who also? Well, these people that have, you know, the audacity to have the same spirit of faith. These faith people, they feel, well, if God said, I believed, and therefore I spoke, we should also believe and therefore speak. Speak what? Well, his word. What's been recorded, what's been written. We believe. Amen. Faith people speak different. We don't talk doubt and unbelief. We don't talk about how it can't be done. We don't talk about, you know, well, you know, it's just the way it is. We're faith people. We talk different. First Timothy in chapter 6, a key verse when it comes time to. Your, your words, it says this, fight the good fight of faith, right? Everybody say, good fight of faith. A good fight of faith. Well, how do you do that? Well, first off, you've got to lay hold of what's yours. Eternal life, in fact, the word says that eternal life began when you made Jesus Lord, not when you go to heaven. Are you hearing me? John 17 tells us that. Jesus said, this is eternal life, knowing God and the one in whom he sent. Are you still with me? So that's where it begins. Amen. So he's talking about this quality of life that you've got ahead of you here. Lay hold of it. Amen. Seize it. To which you also were called and have, here we go, confess the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Faith people talk different. The word confession, homoslogia. Okay, same word. It means literally covenant acknowledgement. So in other words, it means to say what's been recorded, what's been what's been given, what's been written down for you. That's a promise. So what do we talk? We say the same word. What word? Not doubt and unbelief. Not woe's me. 
Now, it can't be done. We talk what he says. Amen. Because we have that spirit of faith. Because we're different. We not only believe different, we talk different. We are different. People should look at you and go, he's different. She's different. Amen. You don't go, oh, I don't want people to think that way of me. Why not? I always thought when they came up and said something, you know, like somebody, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially when I was working in the mill, you heard a lot of it. You know, you're just a Jesus freak. And I thought, you know, people like, oh, I don't want to be called a Jesus freak. I thought, no, I'd, t- I'd shake their hand. Thanks for noticing. Praise the Lord. Thank you. It makes me feel better. Because I want to make sure everybody knows. Well, how do they know you're different? Well, part of it's by what you say. Everybody else is saying, woe's me. The world's blown apart. Everything's going bad. Everybody's going to hell in a handbasket. What do you say, Jerry? The complete opposite. Things are good. Things are happening. God is moving. Things are going to happen like they should. Praise God. People are coming to Jesus. Praise God. People are being healed, being delivered. God still heals and sets the captive free. Praise God. They go, Thank you. You say, well, it's hard to do that kind of stuff. I'm not that, that kind of person. Yeah, you are. You're a faith person. Listen, you may not all be explosive and, you know, I get it. Not everybody's like that. But the same kind of words ought to come out your mouth. I mean, you could be mild-mannered. You know, Clark Kent, for all I care, as long as you're talking faith. Well, All I know is God still delivers. God still heals. I mean, you get a little John Wayne thing going on, right? I mean, just slow talking, right? You don't have to be, you know, have your hands in the air the whole time. But you ought to have your faith up. And they ought to know when they're talking to you that you're a faith person. Am I right? So we believe different. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, Romans 10 and 10 says that, uh, you know, that the same way you got born again. It's a principle here. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And everybody looks at Romans 10, 9, and 10, you know, as our TNT scriptures, you know, getting born again verses, you know. But verse 10 is the principle. Verse 9, you confess Jesus as Lord. Amen. You believe in your heart that, that he's, you know, been raised from the dead. And you confess him with your mouth. Praise God. And the principle is, with the heart one believes, and with the mouth confession is made. You believe in here, it comes out your mouth. Amen. We believe different. We talk different. Are you still with me? We talk different. I mean, just try it once. I mean, sometimes if you, you know, if you've got a habit of talking to yuck, talking to junk, Talking doubt and unbelief. Just try talking faith for a little bit. You think, what? It's just kind of hard. It gets pretty soon. Just keep working it. Pretty soon it gets easier. I said pretty soon it gets easier. Amen. You get it going in here. You get it coming out your mouth. God moves. Amen. Somebody says, well, well, what if it don't happen? What do you mean, what if it don't happen? 
say what we talk. Man, I should have saved this for a Sunday message. Come on now, do I got my, my Wednesday night crew hooked up? All right, praise God. We talk life, not death. We talk the blessing, not the curse. Amen. We don't talk doubt and unbelief. We talk how God's moving, how God will do it, that nothing is impossible. Amen. Because we give hope wherever we go. Hallelujah. A young man one time come up to me and Miss Guinness back in, you know, just working in a mill. But, you know, come up and I was in their cage because of what I, the machine I worked on. So they put me in this cage because there was always flying parts. And so, <laughs> so I'm in the cage and uh, the guy comes up and he's, I need my parts, blankety blank, 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 blank. He's looking at me because he knows who I am. Because right in front of him is this big old sign that just says, I got spray painted up there. It says, I got a fire in my bones and I can't shut up. Literally. And uh, so they know who I am. Okay. So he said, blank, 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 blank. So I just kind of came around my station, came up. I said, what? I need my part. Blank, blank, blank. I started going, praise the Lord. Just start tapping on the cheek there. <laughs> praise the Lord. Glory to God. God is good. Hallelujah. Whole time he's like. <laughs> or somebody said, I punch you, you do that to me. Oh, try it. See what happens. I'm just saying. See, we're always so, yes, sir, yes, sir, okay. You don't come in my station and talk that way. You know how it works. I didn't come into your station. Just saying. One day, one gentleman come over here, and I'm, I got my locker right next to my station there, and and uh, I've got all kinds of stuff in there, all kinds of literature. I got Bibles, I got tracts, I got everything you can think of. You can hand out to any situation. Hallelujah. So this guy comes up and he jumps into my cage, stands up against the locker, looks at me, dude, what's up? I don't want nobody to see me. <laughs> I don't even know nobody see you. I got to talk to you. About what? This Jesus stuff. <laughs> I just don't know they see me. So I called him Nicodemus. Came at night. Didn't want nobody to know he came to Jesus. Come on, somebody. So anyway, never mind. Okay, that's all another thing. But anyway, so he comes over, so I start talking to him. He says, I had somebody come to my door the other day. And they said some things. It freaked me out. thought, I'm going to ride this. Oh, yeah, man. <sighs> yeah. Crazy stuff. He says, well, how do I deal with it? I said, you got to make Jesus Lord of your life. You better do it now. <laughs> yeah, I'll use it. Amen. And he says, okay, what do I do? Well, are you, re you serious? I said, yeah, all right. Grabbed him and said, repeat after me. And, of course, led him through the, you know, led him through the prayer and amen. And said, 
Now you receive Jesus. Now you got to live for God. Yes, sir. And I'm serious. He got it. And from there, <laughs> from there on, he'd come up and he'd go. He'd always do that. Just that you know that who's that? Uh, you know uh, the guy on uh, the Dukes of Hazard. He'd do that thing. You know what I mean? He goes. Literally, it says God's good. He goes. Yeah. From there on, that's just what he did, right? So one day he's coming up. He says, "All right." He says, "He says, lunch break. You're going with me." I said, "Where are we going? We're gonna sneak over to my house." I only live a couple blocks away. What are we going to do? We're going to anoint my wife's pillow. I said, okay. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that one. Amen. Hallelujah. You're different. You're going to look different. You're going to sound different. Come on, because you are different. We're not like everybody else. I don't want to be like everybody else. Whew. Am I boring you tonight? We talk different, don't we? How about this? Faith people see it different. Second Corinthians 5, put that up there, praise God. Well, we walk by faith, not by sight, not by, you know, we don't walk by our emotions, we don't walk by our senses. We walk by faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we, we see it different. Because if we're going to walk by sight, we're going to be like everybody else. I said, if we walk by sight, we're going to be like everybody else. Let's try that again. If we walk by sight, you're just going to be like everybody else. You're not going to be different. Because everybody else around us is walking by how it looks. Everybody's talking about how it looks, what it sounds like, what everybody's saying, what everybody thinks. Faith people are set apart. Faith people are different because they not only believe different, they not only talk different, praise God, but they see it different. Hebrews 11, put that up there if you will. And Hallelujah. Did I already lose you? Are you with me? All right. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things, what? Not seen. So we're going to be different than the normal person. Verse 2, let's go and put that up there. This is how the elders obtain a good testimony. Everyone then goes on to list all these elders, how they are our patriarchs of faith, because they all weren't, they weren't moved by what they saw. At certain key times in their life, they walked by faith and not by sight. Verse 3, please. Amen. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed. Everything around us was framed by the word of God. God spoke it and it manifested. He says, so that, here we go, the things which were seen, come on, were not made of things which are visible. It's never stopped. It's never changed. All that still operates that way. You want to change the seen realm, amen, then you do something that shifts the unseen realm. Are you still with me? Yes. See, we don't, we don't, we're different. We're set apart. We believe different, we talk different, and we see it different. You know, uh, don't want to take away any of the stuff we talk about in Sundays, but uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, you know we're, a, we're a spiritual people, a people, praise God, that are aware of the unseen. That's who we are. 
if you're aware of the unseen, you're more apt to change and shift things around you for the better. Okay, but again, that's a Sunday message. All right. So we, we not only believe different, talk different, but we see things different. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says, We look not to the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are what? Temporary. They're subject to change. Everything around us in the natural, everything you can see with the natural eyes, all the stuff that's around us, every bit of it is subject to change. I said every bit of it is subject to change. Say, well, this thing is going on. Wait, it's subject to change. Well, I just can't see how that, that's the problem. You're too busy looking by what you see. Stop being focused by natural things. So we see things, we look at things different. So the things which are seen are, are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, those unseen things are what's going to be around forever. His word, his ways, his principles, angelic hosts, come on somebody. And so the bottom line is this, if we're going to be a faith people that are set apart, then we're going to also have to be aware of how and what we focus on. Come on, somebody. We look at things different. They're all being crushed by something that's going on naturally. We're not moved by that. Still with me? We believe different. We talk different, and we see things different. That's partly what sets us apart. Are you still with me? Let's look at another one, praise God. James 2, put that, verse 17, if you will, praise the Lord. Give Miss Kathy a hand clap back there. What a blessing she is. <clears throat> Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is what? Dead. Okay, let's look at another one. Verse, I think, 20. Kind of skipping through here. Uh, but do, do you not know, oh foolish man, that faith without works, right, is dead? Well, what's this word works? It's talking about action. Well, yeah, it kind of is, but it's talking about corresponding action. So it's talking about an action that follows your faith. Amen. So if you don't have action that follows your faith, so you could say all day long, I have faith in God, but if you don't have any action that shows that, or this doesn't just mean like an initial action, but also a reaction. In fact, we pretty much find out where people are more on the reactions than we do initial actions. Are you still with me? So you got to understand that we act different. We respond different. Come on now. Faith people are set apart by their actions, the corresponding actions. Everybody else is panicking. And you're not. Everybody else is giving up, and you're not. Everybody else is, you know, uh, you know, throwing in the towel, and you're not. Oh, I don't know. What's, why are you different? I'm believing God. Yeah. Amen. Well, what if it don't happen? Well, what if it does? I can't remember now who it was. I think it's... Uh, Oh, one of, one of those inventors, I can't remember now which one it was, but um, just the statement that was made, and I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but just basically said we're all going to be amazed at how many things uh, if, that we missed out on just because we didn't stay with it 
until the end. You know, and I think about that, you know, in our walk in God. How many things that we, you know, how people say, well, I just don't know why there isn't as many miracles nowadays as there used to be. Because nobody stays with it. They just don't stay with it. They give up too quick because they're more moved by how they feel or how it looks or what somebody said. Instead of just staying with it, we're different. We set apart. Amen. And so what if, if something didn't manifest entirely like you wanted it to? So what? You, you're, I'd rather be guilty of standing in faith until that moment. Come on, somebody. And I have found that regardless of what, you know, sometimes it's contingent on other individuals. Uh, you know, everybody's got a free will. They can believe if they want to, whatever. But I'm going to do my part. And I thought, you know, I'd rather be guilty of being that kook out there that is always talking faith. I'd much rather answer for that. Anybody else with me on that? So we not only believe different, we not only talk different, we not only see things different, praise God, but we even act different. I said we act different. I was thinking of some different, you know, the centurion standing for his servant. He just told Jesus, just, just speak the word, Matthew 8 says. He just, just speak the word and my servant will be healed. Jesus is like, whoa, that's a faith guy. Why? Because he's different. Just speak the word. You don't have, I mean, Jesus even offered, I'll come over and I'll come over to the house. You don't need to. Just speak the word. That made him different. To the point Jesus rejoiced. Come on, somebody. Are you still with me? Matthew 15 talks about a Gentile woman praying for her daughter to be delivered. And Jesus said, you know, uh, you know, the son of man, he came uh, for, for the children. You know, not for the law, not for the, you know, he even called, uh, didn't come for the little dogs. You think, man, somebody, most people be like, dude, that's rude. Well, it was all covenant talk, and so he wasn't being rude, but it's just, it's just covenant talk. He knew what he was there for. And she said, well, you know, um, okay, I can roll with that. But um, I have a thought. I mean, even the little dogs, you know, eat the crumbs off the master's table. So how about just throwing me a few crumbs? And Jesus is like, Way to go, girl. Bruh, slapped her five. Man, it was amazing. This girl, he thought, man, you don't even see this much in, in home. You don't see this. I mean, even our own country, you don't, nobody talks that way. You're different. What makes you so different? He said, your faith. Your faith got your daughter delivered. That made her different. See, faith is different. Faith isn't like normal. woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5, her faith got her delivered. She did something. Amen. She, she risked her own life. Word says, you know, she, she saw that was going on. Everybody's thronging. And he, she comes up in the midst. And literally, if you kind of look at the story, she's coming up. She does everything she can, weasel through the crowd, reaches up. I mean, she's literally, I believe, was on all four, just pushing her way through legs, reaches up, grabs hold. Of, of, his, of his garment, 
And at that moment, she was made well. He stops. Who touched me? And everybody and their dog, you know, and these boys are going, dude, everybody's touching you. No, this one's different. This one's set apart. This one isn't like normal. This one made a difference. Looks around, of course, there she is. She explains the story. He says, woman, your faith is what made you well. He could have said, it's a good thing you got a hold of me. But he looked at her and says, your faith made you well. Your faith. See, made it different. It's different. Everybody else around me right now is trying to touch me. Ain't nobody getting anything. But you got something. It's different. Still with me? All right. All right. All right. Blind Bart. Hallelujah. Mark 10. Huh? Guy wouldn't shut up. Be quiet. You're embarrassing us. Jesus! Jesus! Son of David! Have mercy on me! Shut up, dude. Man, you're embarrassing us. Jesus! Jesus stops. Call him. Bring him here. What do you want? Well, you think it'd be obvious. But he said, no, what do you want? Tell me. Right? Because blind Bart could have said, I got this fingernail. That's giving me fits. Got turf toe. What do you say? That I might receive my sight. Well, then your faith has changed you. Well, what 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 was it about his faith? You think about it. It was his action. Think about all these individuals. These different ones we just mentioned. They had different actions that were different than everybody else. What was the patriarchs of faith? What was so so different? They all had a different action. They all showed through some and av- some way or another, all of them different in a way, but showed through their action that they actually believed that God would do this. So faith people not only believe different, not only talk different, not only see things different, but they act different. Look at your neighbors. I think you're a believer. Amen. Last one here, 2 Corinthians 1. Put that on the board, if you will, please. Faith people stand different. They have a, a stance about them. Amen. Verse 24 says this, not that we have dominion over you, over your faith. So he's talking to the church at Corinth. He's saying, listen, we're not, we're not saying we're above you. We're not saying, you know, uh, you know taking dominion over anything. At you, but but we're, we're fellow workers with you. Amen. We, we're out for your good. Amen. We're not here to overwhelm you. We're not here to take over. We're here to help you and bring joy to your life. Amen. But he says, but by your faith, amen, he's talking about your faith, by, by faith you stand. So he's talking to them, listen, I, I'm not going to be the one that, did, you have to use your faith. So by faith you stand. And the implication is by your faith you take a stand. Well, what's that word stand? Well, it's a staunch stance. It's an unflinching unhesitant stance. Amen. It's, it's a word even used when you see the in Ephesians 6 when it's talking about the armor of God. It says, having done all to stand, what do you do? Well, you keep standing. You don't back up. This is what we do. We have a stand, praise God. 
We don't give up. We don't quit. We don't back up. We don't look back. We don't draw back. We move forward. It sets you apart because everybody else is backing up. Everybody else is saying something different. Everybody else is cowering. Everybody else is, is tucking tail and running. Somebody says, well, man, it could be a little nerve. Well, you stand there. Never let them see you sweat. What do you do? What do you do in these situations? You stand. Just keep talking. Keep believing it. Keep, keep, keep acting on your faith. You take a stance. Ephesians, uh, pardon me, I mean uh, Hebrews 10 and verse uh, 35, I believe it is. <clears throat> it says, cast not away your confidence. That's, that's unhesitant faith. Non-flinching faith. In other words, it deals with a, that, that confidence is dealing with a stance. We're standing. What about all this going on? We stand. Well, I said that and it's not changing. Keep saying it. Keep believing it. Keep doing it. Keep acting on it. Keep yourself stirred. You want to know why we don't see the miracles? We don't, you know, like they used to. Because nobody just stays put. Stay put. Stand your ground. Stand your ground for your households. Stand your ground for your kids. Stand your ground for your church. Stand your ground for your business. Don't just cave in and quit just because the going gets a little tough. You stand. Am I too intense for you tonight or something? No, no, you're good. I just think so many times, well, well, you know, people think, you know, who cares what people think? I mean, they already think you're weird because you're saved. They think you're weird because you vote different. They think you're weird because you have the audacity to, you know, go to some place like church once in a while. Why not just really give them something to see? You know, stand your ground. I mean, I, I think of when I when I think of this, I think, I think Moses. You know, he looks back at the people. And he he's standing at the, you know, at the, right now he's got the, you know, the whole. The, the sea behind him and all the people he's looking at and knows that the enemy's barreling down on him and, you know, he knows the right thing to say. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Charlton Heston, Whoa! and he wouldn't do the whole thing. He turned and lifted, but in the book, it says, God addressed Moses. He said, what are you crying about? What are you boo-hooing about? What are you whimpering for? Lift up those hands. Lift up that staff. And watch what I can do. Now, Charlton Heston wouldn't do that part. Because Charlton Heston never whimpered. So anyway, praise God. So Moses lifts that up, praise God, and all of a sudden that sea opens up. Now what if he would have said, I don't know what to tell you. I thought I did the right thing by bringing you out here. I'm so sorry. 
Has anybody got a sword or something we can fight with? Don't know what to tell you. We tried. Gave it a good show. That would have been a bummer. That would have been a short flick. I'm just saying. Be called no commandments. Yeah. yeah, never got there. Oh well. Sometimes it works, sometimes it don't. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. That like almond joy or something. Well, you ain't no candy bar. Right? We're children of God. If anything, we stand firm. Hallelujah. We do, hallelujah. We declare it. We take, amen, our stand, and we stay there. Amen. Most of the time. That's when your miracle manifests. When everything else is falling apart, everybody else is running, but you're standing put. Amen. And all of a sudden, God manifests. Listen, I don't want to get to heaven, and I know, I know you don't either. I want to get to heaven someday and hear, you know what? If you had just stood one more day, if you had just stood your ground in that situation, that whole thing would have shifted and your life would have been different. Right? Listen, we're not, we're not pulling up bad news or pulling up something that didn't happen like we wanted. We're not here condemning anybody. That's not our point. Because we've all cut her short somewhere. But what we're going to do from now on, stand our ground. Because faith people are different. Faith people are apart. They set set apart from anybody else. There's something about a faith person. They believe different. They talk different. They see it different. They act different. And they make a stand and they stay there. And they don't quit. They don't give up. They don't turn back. They never tuck tail and run. There's just something about these Faith people. It's different. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. Did you get something today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, why don't you all stand up? Let me pray over you. One brother said it this way. You don't become outstanding until you're willing to stand out. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. That's why I, uh, live God loud. I said, live God loud. Let people know what you believe, what you stand for. Amen. <clears throat> and a couple of them testimonies shared and ones I could probably go all day on those kind of things. But so many people um, who at the beginning thought you were just out to lunch, weird, whatever. But yet when trouble hit. Amen. Do I bore you with my stories? Remember one brother came up to me one time, and he, uh, <clears throat> one of those kind of things, he, he came up and just kind of got right, right there, and, um, which was really odd for him. And so I was like, what's up? And he's, he was pretty notorious for basically calling me different things. And so here he is now just kind of, so I need your help. I go, what? I need your help. With what? He said, my wife had an accident car accident 
I said, when was this? Just now. Just now? Yeah. I need you, I need you to pray. He didn't run outside. He didn't take off for his car. Where'd he go? Okay, so if you don't live God loud, if you don't, if they can't see something different in you, so we believe God. Her 911 Porsche was dumped on its side in the middle of the highway. Somebody had pulled out. Come on. So we got a Porsche laying on its top, or on its side, I think it was. And uh, so he gets there after we prayed. Come on. And everything's fine. No problems, right? No problems, right? No problems. He's okay. He comes back next day and goes, I'm your buddy now, right? Huh? Yeah, amen. Come on, that's okay, right? One day I'm running a bandsaw, okay? A massive bandsaw running these parts through a bandsaw. All of a sudden, this girl comes up on the other side. She says, you got to pray. What? We got to pray. About what? My sister. She's in a coma right now. Well, I said, let's pray. So bandsaw's running. Grabbed her hands, and the blade's going. I literally had her hands like this. And she didn't care. (laughs) We just commanded her, rise up in Jesus' name. She runs from that point, runs back to the phone, calls her mom. Her mom says, it was amazing. All of a sudden, she just sat up in the bed, started talking. See, if you don't, if you're not different, they ain't going to know who to go to. They ain't going to know who to ask. They ain't going to know who to have pray. But when you're different, then it's in those moments that you get a miracle, you get a breakthrough, you get something to happen. God shows himself strong. And we have ourselves a little mini revival going on. And all because you're different. And you know what? You're not the healer. You're not the deliverer. You're not the provider. All you are is a vessel God wants to use. And what, there ain't nothing wrong with that. When, I, when I've settled in my heart, I'm not the healer. I'm not the deliverer. I'm not, I just do what God says. We pray and let it be. It's up to God now. Come on, somebody, right? But if somebody's willing to do that, you're at, more apt to see breakthroughs, miracles, manifestations. Come on, somebody, by doing that kind of thing. Praise God. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, you're set apart. Amen. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor. Thank you so much for an ear that heard tonight, a heart that received. And thank you for opening our eyes, the eyes of our understanding. Thank you for taking us higher. Thank you, Lord, that we are different, that we are set apart, that we're not like the normal individual out there. Amen. We have you on the inside, and greater is he who's within us than he who's in the world. And we give you the praise and the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise once again. Praise God. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. 
We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you, praising God.